0: Welcome to the It's All Downhill From Here podcast, presented by Bucket Boys Production. The race visited Mont-Saint-Anne, which is just outside of Quebec. Now, I just want to say before we get started, that we've been operating on the assumption that nobody actually really listens to these. But so many people have had nice things to say about what we're doing at Pink Bike Racing and this podcast and the series, both at these last two North American rounds. And it was just so lovely to hear. I just want to say huge thanks for the kind words. Um, It made it all feel strangely real. In a way that, mm. because we just go from place to place, and you know these they go out onto the internet, and it's just it's it's strange, mm. but it's it was really really lovely. Um, now sat opposite me is um, Big Daddy Ben cathro So Ben, where was the Bucket Podcast last week, and is it because we're no good feckless lagalouts or because we might have been afflicted with both a dollop of technophobia and sausage fingers from birth?
1: Uh, all of the above. <laughs> and where were we? We were in a hotel room mm. at eleven thirty PM at night. Yeah. Bleary eyed, trying to uh formulate some
0: thoughts and opinions on yes. Snowshoe. Yeah. Post I mean, race. I believe they talked about Froobes for 15 minutes, the, the yoghurt <laughs> tubes. It went one head of a tangent. Yeah, it was. You, you, you went off on them. It's like,
1: why why in a tube? Oh, duh. You, you eat yoghurt with a spoon!
0: Yeah, I mean, it was... Um, honestly, I'm not proud of some of the things I said. And I'm glad they never made it to air. Um, but yeah, so last week we basically recorded this podcast and the file corrupted. And honestly, I mean, you know, the, base, the reality is there are lots of people that work really hard on World Cups. This isn't saying that you know, mm. it's just us, but fuck, sometimes we pull some long hours, mm. and that was at the end of a long, already a long week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these, these North American World Cups have been amazing, but it's like two European World Cups, five days rest. Yeah. And then you go into, and so the five days rest didn't really feel like downtime at all.
1: No. Well, and, it was mainly like travel days yeah. slash packing days. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty flat out. It's
0: pretty flat out. And then mm. so you, you come here and you're kind of already tired going into it. And I think, collectively, the field has been quite fatigued. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everyone's a bit, like, ready to just I take five.
1: Yeah, when we're given the option of listening to each other's bad jokes again or going to bed, <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we picked the right decision. I think we did, yeah. yeah.
0: But, um, yeah, that, that's why it wasn't there. Um, yeah, it wasn't for lack of trying, just a lack of, um, <laughs> a lack of understanding how this... This weird microphone, yeah, this big fluffy monstrosity, yeah. How we how, how really make sounds go into it and how they stay there, yeah. <laughs> um, but Ben, so let's very, very, very quickly at a you know, let's quick fire. Let's recap Mont Saint Anne. Mm. So, snowshoe, snowshoe, let's we'll get, get snowshoe fire. Yes, yeah, we're we'll getting to Mont Saint Anne. I'm that delirious, I, I'm getting all muddled. So, snowshoe, horrifically wet World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, the mud there. Wonderfully wet, according to some. Ooh, yes, That's very true. true. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is unbelievably slippy. Yeah. And, but I think it was actually a pretty good World Cup. It was nice to for me. I've never been to the States before. It was nice to do something a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, we enjoyed some of the culinary delights of the United States of America, including marshmallow with potato. Who'd have yeah, thought? Yeah, I know. It was transformative experience. It was a transformative experience. It was, um, a <laughs> There was we at this. You made a point. We at this like southern styled restaurant, and everyone spoke in really strong southern accents. Yeah. And were they actors? <laughs> I, like, think, I feel like they had to be. There's hey not y'all. that. There's not that
1: many people that speak like that in Washington D.C.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it though. Yeah, I that know was, it was it was authentic. Good. Yeah, authentic. For, for sure. So how did um, how did Pink by Grayson go on at um, a at snowshoe?
1: hmm not too bad um there was mixed race results we obviously had the the lows of daddy long legs himself going splat in the in the rocks but did manage to qualify decent position but yeah race run didn't go too well uh just lost it in the last rocks and to the highs amy very nearly winning
0: very nearly winning world
1: very cup. nearly winning a world cup yep. in her first year of racing world cups which oh wow yeah <laughs> like, she, she goes away hey. yeah and she actually missed out a couple features as well which i don't know if she's kicking herself about because she was pretty happy with that but i know i was kicking myself that didn't get her over them
0: mm. it
1: would have been so cool like, Can you imagine like I'd not in my dreams that I imagine she would be with a chance of winning a World Cup
0: mm. that was close it was close but she's got time she's got time and I mm. think you know as we've seen through this past weekend of racing mm-hmm. there have been so many steps along the way where Finn's nearly done it maybe fastest qualified mm-hmm. he's got on the podium mm-hmm. and so many times where he probably was deeply regretful that he hadn't won mm-hmm. and then actually when he's come to win his first one here at Mont-Saint-Anne mm-hmm. where Stevie Smith did it mm-hmm. in front of a home crowd in some ways he's probably happy he didn't win one before Mm-hmm. you know and yeah. so you just don't know how it's going to pan out because mm-hmm. I mean who who knows how Amy's career is going to go I mean she's a fantastically talented rider mm-hmm. um, but it might just happen in a better way anyway Yeah, and mm-hmm. so I'm Very open true. to it you know
1: yeah so that was flipping amazing for Amy mm-hmm. and then Jackson was just back off his wrist injury had barely ridden a bike for a day and we were like just get get back into riding your bike don't stress about mm-hmm. the race you know Wasn't even sure if he'd actually be able to do a run without, Mm. you know, his wrist, uh, the type of fracture he had. And uh, then he qualified, which took us (laughs) by surprise. It was amazing. Like, I think the track conditions probably helped.
0: A bit slower, maybe. It was a little bit
1: slower. Mm. And wet ground tends to have a little bit more give to it. And it doesn't, it's not not as harsh when you're riding. You don't really get as much vibrations. The mud dampens things. Um, And yeah, fair play to the boy. That was pretty sick. Um, Then in his race run, same as the boss, fell foul to the wet rocks and Mm. had a crash in his run. But yeah.
0: I think there's the next episode in the pink bike racing. It's kind of just going through the final finesses now in the Mm. series. Mm -hmm. And it's going to talk about Jackson a bit. Yeah. And I can't wait for people to get to know him a bit better because he's somebody... It's funny, we went to Dovey after Fort William. Him and I went riding there mm-hmm. because he had a weekend to kill. I was in the UK. Mm-hmm. And we just hung out and you know, because he wasn't there at Brioud or Lords for our preseason stuff and then mm-hmm. the opening round, it was nice you know, to get to know a bit. And I just thought, 18-year-old kid, his self-effacement, his kind of drive, mm-hmm. his level-headedness, very mm-hmm. honest, genuine fella. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that I've got a shit ton of respect for. And as a junior, you know, having not ridden a bike for about six weeks, mm-hmm after coming back from a pretty slow start of the season anyway because of another injury, my God, to ride a bike for an afternoon mm. and to then qualify for World Cup is a fantastic achievement. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool.
1: And then you spotted that his time was actually pretty yeah. good. I think we're like
0: 65th in Elite. In Elite. Which mm. is honestly, um, yeah, because he's second year junior, so that's where he'll be next year, so it's great mm-hmm. to a reference point. And... Um, yeah, good on, good on Jackson Connolly. Yeah, that was um, sick. Tebow Lally, what happened there?
1: Mm. So, Tebow in snowshoe. My mind is an absolute blank. How did he do? He crashed in his quali one, but he snuck through. That was it. I was mm. like, I was like, I knew he had an incident. I was like, did that mean he didn't qualify? But I'm sure he raced. Mm. Yeah, he did
0: race. It was the first time we ever had all four races that was it. make finals.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, there was a really tricky section of track uh the, the rock that everyone has an incident on over the weekend and he had his incident on his quality run mm. yeah still got in but then he had the same incident
0: on his race run which ah oh, so frustrating so for the listeners at home though they're thinking right so you know there's the difficult bit mm-hmm. just don't do it again easy easy <laughs> but when you're riding something and it's it's even though obviously it's a bit slow, but the track was drying, it's so physical, mm-hmm. the conditions are slightly different. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you know, if you think about riding safe, there's riding safe and there's riding safe while still trying to go incredibly quickly. Mm-hmm. And it happens, eh?
1: Mm. Well, I mean, in practice, I rode that rock, washed out in it, nearly went into a tree. I was like, all mm-hmm. right, try that again. And washed out in it again, <laughs> nearly <laughs> went into a tree, pushed up for a third time. And then I got it all right. Mm. So, yeah, it's very easy, like, on a track that difficult to make those mistakes. And, yeah, just unfortunate. It was a, it was a really hard track to have a clean run on, which mm. was iterated by
0: everyone at mm. the event. It was... Well, everyone that wasn't on Conti tyres, apparently. Holy shit, that podium. <laughs> we, so, basically, for the last two rounds, we'll get onto to Moncena- on MSA shortly. But we've been pitting. It's kind of a collective. So mm. it has been the Atherton's, mm-hmm. there's been Pivot, there's mm. been Newt Proof, mm-hmm. and there's been us. Yeah. And so everyone, every team had a podium mm-hmm. in in a, in snowshoe, and it was super cool. Mm. And it's funny actually pitting next to different teams, seeing how how differently they do it. I think it's been a good insight to see, for me anyway, you know, to see how the Athertons do it mm-hmm. or the Atherton team. You know, it's funny because <laughs> so many times over the past two weekends, you've seen, you know, a couple come along. One of them's a dead-key mountain biker. Mm. One of them's maybe just kind of, you know, going along to the event with their partner. And they start talking about additive manufacturing and, and carbon lugs, and you just see the partner, like, poking around for the rear molar, hoping there's a cyanide capsule in there they forgot about. Just, like, this is the most tedious thing I've ever heard in my life. But apart from that, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been super, super cool. And uh, I think for our young riders, just seeing how other teams do it has been great as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like... Uh... Everyone seemed to be operating pretty like without any fuss, you know, just everyone was just kinda of getting their jobs done, getting the riding on mm. and uh it was pretty cool to be able to like yeah, interact with the riders and like be like, Oh, how are you getting on with that section? Like, what are you doing in there? And it's like that kind of thing. I think it happens between friends, but doesn't often happen between different teams mm. so yeah
0: it was, it was pretty cool it's been great Um, so on to MSA um, let's just run through the results starting as always with the junior women so in 5th place we had our very own Emmy Kenyon mm-hmm. with a, a solid run to get 5th about a 2nd back of 4th place mm-hmm. with Valentina Roa sanchez sneaking to 4th Gracie Hemstreet the Canadian in 3rd Isabella Yankova with the best result of her season so far in 2nd maybe mm-hmm. matching her best and Phoebe Gale to get some vengeance on Gracie Hemstreet, mm. winning in Scotland, came here, and she stole the Canadian crown. Great race. We actually was we were coming down after dropping Amy off at the top mm-hmm. in the gondola. Nearly saw Gracie Hemstreet have a season-ending crash. <laughs> you know the fatigue is very real, and it looked like she lost her hand on the bars mm-hmm. on a landing, but caught it in a race one. It so was scary. absolutely wild. Yeah, it's the worst feeling. So we talk a lot about. You know, because in some ways, there's this distorted logic to when you think about fatigue. For instance, we look at Finals, obviously, one here today with a time just over four minutes. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, the the, the speed of the male is faster. Mm-hmm. But the female juniors, for instance, are probably a similar lactate threshold, but they've got to hold on for another minute. Yeah. So it's a really, really brutal field of it, racing. It is
1: mad. Like, I've always talked about it at... Like Fort William, but like when people ask, like, how how do you do a full run? Because it's like really physical. I was like, well, I'll just get to the bottom faster. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't <laughs> as long. yeah, true. It's like yeah, imagine turning up and then taking fifteen minutes to get down the hill. You'd be
0: absolutely <laughs> ruined <laughs> Yeah, very true. Uh, yeah.
1: So it's it's. I
0: think it was actually easier for Finn to be honest. Yeah, bloody yeah, yeah. An easy one of it. Hey, um, <laughs> Phoebe Gale though just seemed to. She seems an incredibly strong technical mm-hmm. rider. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously all these all these riders are very very good. It feels like Gracie has is most composed in the air. Big mm-hmm. jumps, big hucks. Mm-hmm. Feels like Phoebe is just a really well-rounded rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she like you see her in the car
1: park. She's like comfy doing manuals, one eighties, and like just playing about on bikes. Mm. And then when it comes to tracks, she tends to be good on whichever track they're racing on. Yeah, there's not any obvious holes in a rating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, similar to Isabella Yankova. Now, she's sort of had a, maybe a slow start to the season. I mean, I think mm. after dominating mm-hmm. so much last year. Mm-hmm. I think, at least, I mean, I thought she was going to steamroll well this year, to be honest mm. with you. Um, and it hasn't quite worked out that way for for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I think maybe it could be that the, the field's got better, that maybe she's not riding out at the same level or a combination of both or for something else completely, completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she's in that Gen S team and I think for a junior rider being the only one in the team, Mm -hmm. even if everyone is like, all the staff and stuff are the most mellow, relaxed, supportive, it's still going to feel like pressure. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's that's an enormous weight for a 17, 18-year-old to bear on their shoulders, really. Um, And yeah, so Amy came down in fifth, to consolidate her position as fifth in the overall mm-hmm. going into the final round. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. Yeah. She
1: is the highest ranked first year junior mm-hmm. in the women's category which is like amazing. Ex- yeah, amazing and exactly where I had hoped she would be so it's just sick to see her
0: have yeah. been doing it. Fair yeah. play to her. On to the junior men. So we had the GT rider Ryan Pinkerton in fifth place. Lackey, Stevens McNabb in fourth, Brody Coon third, Jordan Williams coming in with a very, very, very respectable 4.17, mm-hmm. which would have honestly given, would have put him fourth in elite, you know?
1: So but mad. he was
0: still around four seconds off the winner. Yeah. Jackson bloody Goldstone. What oh a boy. What a boy. He wrapped up the overall. Yep, certainly did. He won his uh, MSA, first MSA World Cup. Mm-hmm. How good do you think he, he's gonna go on and smash the elite next year? Could he could he win a World Cup next year? I mean it feels like it, doesn't it? Mm. I mean,
1: he's not far off at all. And he's not a big, strong, grown dude. He looks like he's got some mm. like growing to do still, you know? So I don't see why not. I mean I'm not gonna call it So but, okay, yeah. here's a
0: question. So if you have a someone that is like a top like good good example Andreas Kolb mm-hmm. he's got four podiums this year mm-hmm. seven the season of his life yep do you think Jackson Goldstone could beat riders like Andreas Kolb in the overall next year because his timings on a similar sort of thing I don't know if he can see the, there's the pressure there's the mind yeah, games it's but. so
1: hard to call because this is what exactly the position Valley was in mm, very when true she moved up into elite I was like well, of course she's gonna win um, absolutely smashing it. She was beating the elite women when she was a junior. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a
0: different thing. But just then why, because we were talking about just yesterday about, you know, for instance, in cross country, they have the under 23 category mm-hmm. and you can go into elite, say as a 19 year old, but you just can't go back into under 23 once you've made the made mm-hmm. the jump. Do you think there's an argument for, I mean, maybe if, if Jordan wasn't there to keep him <laughs> so thoroughly honest, mm-hmm. do you think it would be an argument for riders like Jackson to, age up into elites early and get another get a march on the pack mm, maybe if you did a first year and mm. absolutely
1: smashed it and there was no sign of competition maybe um, I do remember in the past riders have, having done that I'm sure Brendan uh, chose to race in elites rather than uh, juniors because he felt like he could get on an elite podium which meant way more mm. so yeah I don't know and with the current rules if they'd allow it but yeah there there would be an argument for that but he's going to be he's going to be elite in a few months anyway so
0: yeah he had um, he had a fantastic fantastic weekend I mean to be there, there's some tracks like an Andorra maybe where the track was obviously changing a lot and deteriorating in terms of all that race pace over the course of the day mm-hmm. and so it's not really apples for apples but on this track, mm. although there was obviously some elements that were dry and dusty, there was a great swathes of the track that looked like, at least looked, having not ridden it, yep. they were holding up really well to abuse. Yep. Do you think this is the best acid test so far this year of tracks? I feel like it's the closest we've had between
1: the juniors and the elites. But there's there's always different aspects. Like the way the lights hit in the track, maybe it was harsher and it's harder to see in certain bits. Certain corners were getting dry and blown out towards the end of the day, which Laurie Greenland said. He said it was really hard to figure out how hard he could push in some turns. Mm. So you you just can't call it. It's like, yeah, it's that four-hour gap. You just don't know. Mm. So I'd say he's absolutely going to be right up there next year. But whether you can call if he's going to win is...
0: Some big, very different story leap, because yeah. there are so many riders I mean <laughs> there are so many riders I mean a great example would be Brendan Verkluff mm-hmm. who's maybe coming to kind of coming to the last couple of years of his his um, maybe his racing career mm-hmm. you know at, at least you know you know obviously not for me to say but it feels like you know he's been around for a while now
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was an up and coming on that specialised team or even before then mm, yeah but, true you know he, I think he was on He was on the Honda team. I think he was on Orange for a bit as well before then, maybe. Yeah, he was on Petey's team for for a while on Orange.
1: Mm. Um, And then, yeah, he went Honda. And uh, and then Specialized, was it? Uh, I think he was on Iron Horse and then Specialized. Yeah. I mean, he was someone that,
0: you know, thought, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. He could do anything. And obviously had an amazing career. and He's Mm. done so many exciting, cool things. But it's just impossible to predict. Mm. It is impossible to predict. On to the elite women. And we mentioned earlier one, but Valley Hole won by around four or th- around three seconds to Nina Hoffman. Eleonora Farina in third. Jess it, who's kind of, after that snowshoe injury, I think last year, mm-hmm. it, it was really nasty. It's great to see her mm, second podium of so the year. So cool. And Monica Horasnik getting her second podium on the bounce. Mm-hmm. Now there's one, well, there's one glaring omission from race day, but there's two if we look at the weekend as a whole. Mm-hmm. Let's start with Miriam Nicole Mm -hmm. because she had that puncture while she was up and she could have really, you know, put the boots to Camille Belange, who's the second rider to miss the race, Mm -hmm. because she crashed early on the weekend. And Camille's got a large commanding lead in the overall. And it seemed like, you know, Miriam was on for for really asserting herself on this overall, but Mm -hmm. it was actually Valley Hole to do that. Yep. Well... looking at the splits Miriam and Valley were close mm-hmm. until the puncture I think
1: Miriam was up just a little bit so it would have been close for sure but uh, it does feel like such a shame eh? like a real it's not a missed opportunity but just like a real stroke of bad luck for mm-hmm. Miriam because I reckon she was like alright here we go mm-hmm. it's like I can win this overall now and she still can mathematically yes. she still can but yeah
0: oh that sucks. Do you think who do you see as the most complete elite female racer at the moment? Hmm. If pink bike racing was had a bazillion dollars to spend, courtesy of um, you know all that outside money, they basically said you have a billion.
1: Hmm. Pick a
0: Which female elite rider would you choose if you were trying to win the overall? Right. Okay. So it,
1: first of all. Ping Pong
0: it's not about just buying the best rider. <laughs> it's, not if, get, it's not about getting the best mechanics, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if we were told to just pick anyone we wanted, and the goal was to win the overall,
0: hmm. You at just the moment, at, at, <laughs> <laughs> at the moment it is Miriam. Yeah, for sure. But Camille, it's, it feels like they've got. Th- You've got Valley Hole, who mm-hmm. every now and then she turns up and she smashes it. You've got Camille Balanche, who when they get the worse it is, the better she is. Mm-hmm. And you've got Miriam, who seems to be, I would say, probably offer something in between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but Miriam you, would be your one, do you think? I think so. At the moment, I think she's got
1: the most complete package in terms of a racer. Mm-hmm. Um, consistent, deals well under pressure. She's good on every track. Um, yeah,
0: that's that's who I would pick. And this is quite a fun hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the elite men, who would you, who do you think is the most complete racer in the elite men? I've got a feeling my my pick would be absent from the top five of last of the race yesterday.
1: Um, so, most complete or the person you'd pick to win
0: the overall? The person you think would win the overall ah uh, no uh, well, are they not one and the same next year going into a fresh season okay. you know with all the variables well, that might include the Amory Amory's just amazing isn't it yeah. I saw his warm up it was half it was half shamanic ritual half tap dance <laughs> honestly it was like Fred Astaire on mushrooms it was absolutely insane he was tapping his like tapping his head and then he was imagine you've got two ski poles and you just go Aah! and you just shake him and and then he stopped <laughs> It was absolutely insane. Do you think this is a, a gated warm-up, or is this just him channelling? I this? don't know, man. It was, honestly, there was... It's, and this, obviously, it's going to sound silly, but it felt like there was something going on. There was a tension. I was like, wow. Hmm. Like, everyone else there that touching their toes, <laughs> doing, like, you know, um, warm-ups like you get in, like, in a 1930s army training. And he's there, like just shaking imaginary sticks. That's not a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> and then just starts tapping his feet, tapping his knees, tapping his shoulders, mm-hmm. and then just starts screaming. And then goes on and, I mean, obviously he, he crashed. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, what, did, what, did, honestly, was like Harry, our videographer, he got a video of it. Yeah. And it was fascinating. Okay. I mean, I've I'm, I'm got a bit of a tangent, but <laughs> genuinely I was just like, holy shit, that's something. I don't know how he came up with it. Well, Get it gets him fired up. Yeah, it, it does seem, get him fired up. Seems seems to work. I think I might, you know, there's some tasks you really don't like doing, like folding the washing. I might yeah. do it next time. Just ah <laughs> and then just fold the fuck out of those t-shirts, man. Pairing socks. <laughs> it's gonna be sick. <laughs> <laughs> um but it means that in the elite women, just to come back, it does go down to Val de Sol. Mm-hmm. And this season we have our world champs before the final race. Mm-hmm. So it means that people won't be completely potentially going all out because they might have one eye on the oval. Mm-hmm. do you think do you prefer it for the for the world Champs to be before the penultimate race or the ultimate race um yeah,
1: I'd prefer if it would be the ultimate to be no. honest it doesn't feel i don't know, yeah, it doesn't feel right. world should be something that you just don't have to think about everything else. Mm. It should just be right. I can just focus on the world champs now. Do everything I can possibly do to focus on this one run, and have no no other concerns. Mm. I mean, there I mean there is an argument that it's like it shouldn't just be like a careless, reckless abandon. It should be the athlete that's able to do everything through the whole year, the series, and everything like that. But I'd love it if it, writers just had free reign to just be like, "All right, watch this." Mm. And just go for it. And we do see that sometimes, like say people aren't doing well in the overall and they're just like, Right, world champs, this is mm. it. And I think some people have more value or mm. hold more value to world champs and are happy to write off a season. They obviously don't think like that, mm. but to happy to go all in on it. Um, even if
0: the I don't know, they may pick up an injury before the final race. But it's it's funny how I think that Hmm. when people have the overall mm. and want it then they think the world champs is the thing they want when people have the world champs to feel like they need to prove themselves in the overall mm-hmm. I mean look at Danny Hart winning world champs for so long mm-hmm. and I think for a long time and maybe actually to a similar extent Lloyd Bruni wanted to establish themselves as a genuine overall contender mm-hmm. and not just a one day specialist mm-hmm. because I think there's a different kind of respect for both but now we look at Aaron Gwynn who's won so many overalls but has never won a world champ mm-hmm. and it's almost like a It's almost like, I mean, I don't think it's a fair criticism because they've achieved so much. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about records and stats, it is an omission. that Aaron Gwynne, never won a World Champs. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of which, I would love, love to see Troy get it Mm. in a couple of weeks. The season he's had, he's he's often been the bridesmaid. I would love to have given him a year in a World Champs jersey. Mm, That'd be be super cool. So
1: it's Troy, Pierron, Gwynne. They've they've not had well actually Tr- Brosnan's not had a series so of the people that have had a series, mm. Pierron and Gwen and Matt Walker. Matt Walker. Matt mm. Walker.
0: I don't think we'll be seeing him. No, I charms. think he might be not not quite making it. He had an arse. I think it was a kneecap. Maybe was it kneecap and a hand? Oh I no, 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 that's so bad. That was a snowshoe,
1: and it's it's so funny. Like I was saying to someone that oh, yeah Matt Walker's out. Hey, yeah, he's done his knee in his hand. They were like what? I was like, yeah, do you not notice he didn't race in snowshoe? I'm like,
0: no. And it's like, he just he just flies under the radar. But do you think that's He's something like, about the way that Madison operate? Because Jordan Williams is very much like that as well. And there are teams, and this isn't, mm. you know, because it is not not a criticism at all because it's clearly mm. working for them. Mm. But there do seem to be some teams that are more, they present their riders through team media more, where when I see Matt Walker doing his stuff, it tends to be through a Shimano thing or mm. through this, that and the other. Maybe, I think the writers and the team are just quite reserved, quiet. Mm. They just—that's just the way they are, and that's what they want to be like. And in which case, it's great to see Saracen because it goes both ways—not yep. pushing them to be something they're not. Yeah, exactly. Because which I find, you know, it's so funny. I think sometimes people think, "Oh, such and such isn't that exciting, or they don't interview that well." Mm. It's like, do you know what? Most people don't interview very well. Yeah. Like you know, you put a camera, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's not a reflection on who they are. Mm-hmm. It's just some Be more extroverted than others, yeah, and true. it's a really unfair thing to, I think, to judge anyone by that. Um, I'm a, I am a closet introvert that's
1: trying to get out of it. <laughs> 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 it's, it's, it, I know quite a few people that have ended up in presenting who are very introverted, and I don't know what how it happens. Mm. It's a bizarre thing. <laughs> I think it's easier to talk to cameras than people, so a lot of
0: introverts somehow end up. In that situation, that's very really Yeah, yeah. But you, you. you sorry, to go a bit of tangent, but mm. you're very good at presenting. Is it something you worked at, or did it? Because you're doing the vlog thing for a while, hey?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if it's so much as worked at it. It's just do, doing it enough, mm. doing anything enough, you get just get better at it. Yes. Yeah, I think I've just learned what's good. Yeah. And yeah, you get feedback. People leave comments. <laughs> for instance, I'm probably not going to do any more Dave jokes. <laughs> And oh, no, I fuck him, man.
0: I love that shit.
1: Dave's quit,
0: unfortunately. Has Dave quit? He quit. He saw that comment. With there with the comments saying it wasn't good. Dude, man, the thing I always say to justify my crap videos is you can't lead, to lead the orchestra. You got to turn your back on the audience, and that's that's, that's uh-huh. how I get away with just the most mundane crap. How I get away with this podcast? It's oh, <laughs> unbelievable. But no, no feedback. Loud, loud and clear. Yeah. Don't worry. I mean, honestly, I mean, I got. I I made a joke. I mean, I I was so foolish. I made a joke in my tech video about Canada being part of America. How? How <laughs> inappropriate to have fun in a mountain biking video. I mean, I, this guy just came up to me and was just like, we're not in America. I was like, what? I know. He's like, no, you don't. I was like, what? Don't I? And then it clocked on. I was just like, but yeah, people. I had yeah. a think the comments and there was some, there was some, and fair enough. Some very angry people. Yeah. I'm mean, a good uh, one in a way I kind of like that I kind of got respect for that just like fuck it I'm going to be angry I wanted to kind of
1: do something as well but I wasn't brave enough so mm. I just I was like I'll just say it as Canadia
0: instead of Canada
1: <laughs> and someone in and said what the hell is Canada? Yeah, Canadian?
0: I was like oh Jesus man yeah Wow. 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 you find out who your mates are wouldn't even make a joke about Canada being in America holy yeah. shit let's get on to the elite men though um We've got Bernard Kerr in fifth place with another podium. Mm. Canadian racer Aaron Gwynn in fourth place with a 4.17. <laughs> New Zealander Troy Brosnan in 4.15 for third. Lawrence from Greenland in a 4.11 on the same second and only just behind American racer Finn Isles who won the race. Now, first of all, let's start with Bernard Kerr. Mm. He had what could prove to be a very important moment for him at Snowshoe. Mm-hmm. So close to winning a World Cup. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely stoked. Mm-hmm. And he just backed it up with a fifth place yeah. the following weekend.
1: Yeah, he's fired up. Uh, I think uh, he said... And I, well, I think he said... I don't want to just make put words in his mouth. But I've heard that he said it when he wins the World Cup, he'll retire. Mm. So I think he just saw how close he was to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants it. <laughs> he wants it bad. Yeah, man. So, ah, oh, yeah, really cool. Because um, he kind of felt like a snowshoe. It was like, oh, so close. But, you know, will he get an opportunity like that again? Will he, mm. will he ride that good again? It certainly seems that way. Mm. But how yeah. old is he,
0: 31, 32? Yeah, 30, yeah,
1: around about then. Yeah. yeah, a few years younger than me.
0: Do you think, you know, we're seeing it across so many sports where, say in football and people are extending... Well, into the 30s, mid 30s, late 30s. Formula One, Fernando Alonso is 117 years old and is still racing a Formula One car. Do you think we're seeing that in Downhill? I mean, Greg Menar is obviously, you know, mm. he could get a bus fare and he's still podiuming at World Cups. I think people just assumed for a long time that. Holy shit, Ben, there's a puppy outside. Of oh course. A chocolate <laughs> Labrador, sorry. Oh my God. Shall we pause the podcast? <laughs> Calm yourself, Henry. The dog will be there when okay. we're finished. Right. We'll have to break into the house if not. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Nice. Look, look at that. Sorry, bucket boys. Oh, it's so soft. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. So yes, um, we are we are sat in a car in a driveway. We it's it's our driveway. This is the only place yes. we could it's not yes. like some random person's driveway as we look through the window of the
1: house. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Wow, well, that's um, a lot of excitement. Um, yes, ah, that was it. Old people. So uh, I think it was the assumption yeah. for so long that it was like a young man sport or a young woman sport or a young person sport that you do as well as you can in your early twenties, and by the time you're getting to, to your thirties, you probably probably hang up the mm. hang up the SPDs, You're done. But. Uh, Apparently you don't need to. And I don't know, is it maybe people are more savvy with their training,
0: nutrition and mm. everything and can or extend Thera their guns, careers? Guns. Mate, calling it. Just a vibrating gun you get off some Instagram influencer, 15 quid. And, you know, it just basically extends all your muscles forever. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like a perpetual biking machine. Yeah, Basically. Yeah, totally. For for external use only, I should add. (laughs) Speaking from experience. (laughs) Anything to build if you're brave enough. (laughs) So, um, you know, because I think last week, you know, we saw Greg Menard, I think is in 150th World Cup. I think it was like his 84th podium. That was it, yeah. I mean, mm. wow. Holy shit. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Because it's funny, I was talking to Marshy on the way down. We shared a gondola down after this race, and he was talking about the different pressures between pressure someone who's very much at the sharp end. Mm-hmm. So Jason, Jason Marsh was Greg's long time mechanic for for years and years, and enjoyed much of the success of maybe the last ten years mm-hmm. with, with Greg. And uh, but you know the thing is, like the next one's just around the corner. The next high is coming so soon mm-hmm. compared to riding with a very talented rider in Dean Lucas. But different priorities. Mm-hmm. And he said it's a very different kind of pressure, because your top thirty rider, that top ten they get once a year maybe, mm-hmm. is so important. They're going to hold that
1: mm-hmm. to their
0: chest. Greg, most of the time he podiums, mm-hmm. so it's always you know it's always going to just be yeah. rehabilitated in the future. He's
1: very you hear about it in like say like high profile divorces that they have become accustomed to a certain standard of living mm. so they do that jason that's why people be- get the theraguns <laughs> become accustomed to getting podiums every other day yeah.
0: yeah
1: i wonder if does he did he get maybe a couple of trophies in the in the breakup
0: i imagine he probably got i probably they probably just split a marsh card anyways <laughs> you have the cable ties i'll have the meat of the piece <laughs> we'll call it that <laughs> the meat of a piece sometimes mate I fucking just I say these things there's the one about me pulling off um, pulling off Christian Bale in the last podcast <laughs> was that the one that made it in or the one that got corrupted no it's the one that made it in okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I flicked, I'm glad I'm I flicked glad. through the comments and it was like do they just say if Henry can pull off Christian Bale <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is all just filth
1: um,
0: um, Aaron Gwynn in fourth I would love to, you know a drusty leger could suit Aaron Gwynn very well indeed Mm. they've got that that bike at the moment the gravy train the gravy boat whatever you want to call it Mm. the thing just looks like a vessel for some kind of (laughs) for something for something but now they've actually drilled holes in the hull Ah, to get to drain the gravy to drain the gravy right Mm. (laughs) and also access rebound and compression sayings is that what they've done well yeah because well I don't know if they actually drill but it's got a new front triangle because they're in this next stage where they're really nailing people's geometry and they thought, whilst we're at it, we may as well have two holes in the down Double speed holes. But it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Because I heard that, you know, one time you've got like, you know, three kilometers of intestine inside the human body. Mm-hmm. I reckon you've got about a mile and a half of welds on that bike. It runs up this way, down mm-hmm. that way, left, right. It's basically one weld. Mm. Just, just. It's the
1: kind of thing like in welding class and you're just giving bits of metal and you just weld them all <laughs> no. together just practising then that's what I
0: was getting to was that by the end of it you're probably really good at welding you are probably good at welding Yeah, because when you weld on those things you're probably a better welder at the end than at the I beginning t- <laughs> You've <laughs> your <new> crap. All <laughs> blotchy and shit to begin with around the head tube. Those stays, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the reason that we can say this
0: is because they're doing really good in it and it clearly yeah, works. It clearly works. And mm-hmm. also, I'm just... I like a programme with a bit of ambition. Mm-hmm. They're like writing on the side of everything. Racing is our true north. Mm-hmm. You're going to look like a bit of a pillock mm-hmm. if everyone finishes between 70 and 80 or something. Mm-hmm. But... Aaron Gwynn's getting back at it Dakota Norton's having a great season mm-hmm. Joe Breeden has had a really nasty injury in Fort William where he basically mm-hmm. like he nicked an artery in his arm I'm mm-hmm. I mean, super unlucky and he's going back to speed I think he can be one to watch for next year mm-hmm. I really like Joe I think he's got a great attitude to him and young Canadian Seth Sherlock feels like he's in the ascendancy in his own little way mm-hmm. uh, doing a bit of the enduro doing this that and the mm-hmm. other um, I wouldn't be surprised to see any of them have a great great year next year mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm an Aaron Gwynn fanboy um I would love to see him. I would love to see him in Leger. Him or Troy. Mm. I just want everyone to share. Like Greg, just yeah. fucking simmer down. Like, have you not had A4, enough? A four, e five. Sounds like plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As soon as you're on to his second cabinet, fucking just give us a chance. It was funny, eh? like talking about uh,
1: Florent Pay hitting the the big hundred mm. uh, races, like actually racing at World Cups. So We'd qualified for a hundred. Greg's not far off a hundred podiums. Wow. I think I feel like that's a stretch too far, but No, like, but it's true. Yeah.
0: I mean he'd need another two. You no, know I no,
1: what I was imagining is like, yeah
0: yeah, you would need three more years. But it is Greg Minard honestly. <laughs> he's gonna go on forever. Yeah. He's gonna raise amateur on the to Send Toulton. him a Theragun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him a Theragun. Just like oh, basically geez. Theraguns. I'm pretty sure they just, you know. They can just take wind the clock back. And do outside own a Thurigan company or something, Henry? Is this what you're saying? They do. Well, I, own a ther- I own shares in <laughs> a Thurigan <theragun> company. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Troy Brosnan in third. Now, he had that ankle break. I don't know if it was maybe even before Lords. It was really early on in the season. Yeah, it was uh, off season in Australia, or mm. on season for them. But mm. yeah. And so, kind of building up into this season. And, you know. He's been someone that's so remarkably consistent for so, so, so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he's someone that's kind of, when you do talk about, we're talking about a complete ride of all that, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't he doesn't blow hot and cold. He, mm-hmm. al- he always, for most of his career, mm-hmm. he's been right at the sharp end coming through June. He's been in that specialised programme. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, I think that, how to put this, He's obviously had an amazing career and there are lots of writers who have an amazing career that never win a World Cup at X, Y, Z. Mm. But it does feel like, similar to kind of Conor Fearon, actually, although he's been had a bit more success. Mm-hmm. But like, the fact that Conor Fearon has, hasn't won a World Cup, he was what, 0.05 behind Aaron Gwynn on that chainless one. Mm-hmm. And when that chain snapped out of the gate, he must have thought, fuck, I just want to World Cup." Mm. I know, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it, people don't think about that story, do they?
0: No. Yeah. I mean, just imagine, like, because it's like, you know, obviously everyone's competitive, and they're sitting, sitting in that hot seat, and they don't want anyone to have a bad time. Mm-hmm. They don't want them to, to, you know, go break a leg so they can win a World Cup. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you will say, "Oh, he snapped the chain! Holy shit! Lux in, boys!" Yeah. Do <laughs> Just, you think, do you, I hope he didn't jump up. Can you imagine? Because in situations like that, it'd be easy to, wouldn't I it? I would have been high-fiving strangers in the street. Eh? Yeah, I'd have been like, "Yes!" You know, <laughs> buy theraguns, buy theraguns. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But anyway, that's a bit of a tangent. Um, Laurie greenland who put down an absolute heater relatively early on yeah and i thought he was going to do it eh? yeah it did seem that way like oh, that was a really good run that was a very good one really good why do you think it was do you think it's a fitness thing do you think it's a technicality thing do you think it's an execution thing because how can he do that mm. compared to everyone else because obviously everyone's very fit what's what's he doing that other people aren't him and finn because everyone was who off the track wasn't about fitness I mean, is he on the Therogun program? So I'm going to stop. That's getting tedious. So I'm hearing that more than I'm hearing about Dave. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll let's... put a discount code in the comments. <laughs> <code>. <laughs> so I mean,
1: it's a mixture of everything, isn't it? Like I've I've had runs where I've felt like I've not put much effort in because I'm just gelling with the track. I'm not fighting it, and it's just. Felt like it's almost taken no energy. And I've had other runs on the same track where I felt like I was just exhausted just because I was like not Mm. in the flow. So it's a tricky one. Maybe he was just feeling it that day Mm. and it just had a good run. Is he fitter or stronger? I don't don't think so because Mm. then the fittest and strongest person is going to win. It's like that's just not the way downhill works. Like your fitness and strength is just a really good... Component to the whole package,
0: because
1: mm. um, there's people that have won World Cups who you could argue warrant that fitness wrong. Mm.
0: Um, so yeah, it's it's a really but, complicated. But one. do you think that, that the days of that have gone? Hmm. Man, because it's hard because I think people think about fitness, think about pedalling, mm. but this is a fitness mm. grip strength, core strength, mm. you know, cardiovascular. Yeah, yeah it uh, and a willingness to suffer.
1: Is so important too. I
0: guess yeah, in this day and age, maybe
1: not so much. But it's hard to quantify, isn't it? Mm. It would be really interesting if everyone had had their stats. Yeah. Like, in a thing, like can bench this much, as a VO2 max of this, like a top trumps kind of thing, mm. and see what correlates to what. And if there's any correlation, no correlation, yeah. i would
0: be. I'd love to interested. see. I mean, obviously, there's no. But just like get to the bottom to like pinprick and just lactate because you can see the blood. Mm. Just find out. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, that would never happen, but it'd be, it'd be fascinating if it did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Finney Eilish, number Dang. one, I'm in, for an American to come here and do it here in, in Canada. I know, I was pretty bold of him. <laughs> <really>. <laughs> no, joking aside, I don't want I don't want to be too um, disrespectful, it was obviously an amazing moment for him. Yeah. Canadian winning on home soil. Mm. It's been a long fucking time coming. Mm-hmm. And I think he's someone that, I don't know, this is going to sound maybe like I mean I, I don't I know him, but you know I've met him a couple of times I would say we know each other mm-hmm. but I just think he's really grown up with a lot of weight he's been on that specialized team for a long time mm-hmm. the Red Bull partnership and in seeing him and Loic sort of being so open with things about the union and being I know I think honestly now they're both just such excellent well you know just excellent amb- uh, ambassadors for the sport mm-hmm. and I think that that didn't happen probably by accident that probably happened with a lot of Self-effacement, a lot of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Because imagine if you were sixteen years old, kid in Whistler, and you're basically, oh, you're gonna get everything you want. Bam! There'd be a lot of people that might have taken their pedal off, their foot off the gas, not their mm-hmm. pedal off the foot. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I've got a lot of respect for that. He's he's kept going. He's kept because he loves racing, mm-hmm. and um, and he's fucking want a woke Cup. Do you think this could be similar to Bernard, the switch flick now? Well,
1: I feel like it had already flicked. Like this year, he's been right there. Mm. Like he's had really good qualifying results and he's been really consistent. He's had podiums, he's second in the overall. Mm. I, he's there. Like he's mm. this win was like a, uh like a cherry on the top of the season mm-hmm. to be Very honest. Very true,
0: yeah.
1: Um and yeah, like yeah,
0: I, he's gonna be he's gonna be a top five guy for for the foreseeable, I think. And going into this last round, so Amory crashed in his race run looked like quite a nasty crash, actually. Mm -hmm. Loaded up that berm Mm -hmm. out the kind of diagonal front. He is 249 points ahead in the overall, going into Mm -hmm. the final round, but with world champs in between. Mm -hmm. So theoretically, in a world where something happens at world champs and Amory doesn't race finals, Mm -hmm. if Finn wins, Mm -hmm. he'd have to win qualifying and race. Mm -hmm. But if he wins, it's, it's mathematics... Do you think that'll weigh on Amory at all?
1: Shouldn't, because it's such a long shot. But it absolutely could. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Amari's won, se- se- like series titles before. So maybe if it was going to be his
0: first one, maybe it would weigh in on more. But I think it's it's for me. It feels like, and only the way I'm interpreting it. But to to crash and to n- it's almost like it's a sign of how to put it. Like so, say if he'd not had like not had the opportunity to wrap it up, mm-hmm. but it almost feels like, in some ways, like in the, the mental game, like you're gonna take a bit of a battering over that, surely. Something's plotting against you. Oh well, yeah, basically, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends on the person. I mean, he's obviously an amazing athlete and mm. an amazing winner, and all these things that I'm not. Mm. But I know I worry if that would. Wait, it,
1: it absolutely depends on the person for me I don't think anything has any designs or plans for anything everything just
0: mm. is except due to your my plan own. to get Thorogrens to you I'm I'm getting some can, can, can we have a sweat intermission <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh god it's, it's, so it's raining as oh well. man but anyway, fucking leave the doors open. Yeah. Okay. We're almost done. Yeah, going into this end of the season though, I mean Amory's really still in the hot seat. Who's your money on for Leger?
1: Well, that's a that's a big question, isn't it? Mhm. Hmm. <sighs> mm.
0: Fuck that breeze is good, mind you.
1: <laughs> we were talking the other day that if it rains in the juniors, I'm putting my money on Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but then in Elite Leger Home Soil you would you would assume Miriam, mm-hmm. I would say um the valley I don't, I don't know I don't know I'm going to go Miriam for this now and then in Elite oof. so I don't know how bad the crash was but mm. um uh, Pierron had don't know I mean he was pretty sore going into the race still <sighs> just two weeks until world so that should be enough time to recover I mean just the last run he did in the dry at Leger was amazing
0: I think it's one of the best yeah. maybe ever in terms of just the, and it's going to sound really lame and the arty farty sort of speculation that people mm. definitely don't want in downhill mm. but I think In a lot of other sports, you see people express themselves whilst doing the sport Mm -hmm. and add their own personality into it. Mm -hmm. In that Leger run, I think it was a genuine expression of who Amory is. Mm -hmm. It was wild. It was reckless. And it was just with such a huge amount of purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, I I just thought, wow, that's that's cool. That's super cool.
1: Right. This might be a bit bit out there. Mm -hmm. But just, I think it would be cool but it probably won't. But it would be cool. Benoit.
0: Oh, Benny Boy Coulange. <laughs> I would love Benoit to win.
1: I feel like he's had a wee bit of a rough time the last couple of races. Mm. But- He was so
0: close to winning a Leergang. Yeah, so close. Yeah, yeah. He would be a great world champ as yeah. well. Can you imagine? Benoit so, Coulange. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I would like to see that, but I'm gonna go Miriam and I'm gonna go Loris
0: Vergier. Ooh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think they're probably worthy. Actually, worthy. Loris just wrecked his shoulder. <laughs> Whoops, I forgot
1: about oh, that. Yeah, been, yeah, true. Yeah, I don't know what he did. Did he dislocate it? I can't even remember. Right, I'll take that back. Oh, screw it. <laughs> Miriam in amory.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: The, boor- the boring choice. The boring, but probably boring for a reason, because it's fucking sensible. The safe choice. The odds aren't good for winning lots of money on it, because it's... A two
0: to one on. yeah totally and also the, the betting company wouldn't have a clue what downhill is
1: no yeah Ferg- <laughs> Fergus Lamb did take advantage of that and won a lot of money on Aaron Gwynn at Fort William for a few years
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> fantastic so well weird. well that um, insider trading t- <laughs> thank you very much listening to the Bucket Boys it's all downhill from here podcast mm. I won't be at Le no no um yeah my dog is getting a haircut he mm-hmm. has
1: been
0: booked in for a long time yeah, so I'll yeah, be taking good. care of business <laughs> but um, the rest of the team will be to support Amy and I believe Leona will be racing the pink bike racing um, Leona Pierini, Pierini um, which is very very exciting and I will be back with this podcast mm-hmm. in Val de Sole the mm-hmm. valley of the sole
1: at the end of the year
0: yeah so thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you next time
1: see ya <laughs> I don't know if I did So this one's easy. Why isn't it that easy? Let's take it to Harry. (laughs) Harry! (laughs) Harry, it's it's still recording. Can you you pause it? Do I press stop or do I press the record button? Press stop. So I don't press the, the red button, press the stop.